and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Um, handful of things today. Most importantly, though, we got to be out of here in like 40 minutes. I got a board meeting coming up at three o'clock. You can't be late for So uh, we're going to push through. We're going to talk about um, developing great customer service. And what does that mean, both in terms of Service Monster and your service business? Um, we'll touch on some new releases, some smug posts, and then we'll get out of here, right? We're, we're, um, we have one demo coming up. Mary, what are we demoing? I can't remember. Uh, we're going to be looking at our new subscription page and uh, customization feature for the kind of main menu. Yes, yes, very good. Um, so some back-end stuff that we haven't put in like 15 years, like getting your invoices from us and your payment history and all that stuff. We have some clients that request that, and I have support people who put that together. You'd think it, we would have done that already, but it was just was one of those things that was on the docket that never got resources applied to it. Adam made sure that happened, uh, and, and Eric and the team uh, and the development team push through. So Mary's going to show us that today. But, but before we get to all that, Adam, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So as you kind of mentioned, we're going to talk customer support slash, you know, customer service and the many avenues that that, um, you know, uh, it's about, right? So when you guys are out in the field, you know, you're dealing with customer service face-to-face, -face, right? With, the, with all of your technicians as such. Um, also anyone who answers the phones. So any you know, office manager, I'm training said maybe you answering the phone out on the on the road, and I'm sure you're, you're following traffic laws and abiding by that and pulling over and being safe. Um, but all of those encounters with, with, with the customer, you know, are, are talking about that customer service. And we've mentioned this on a couple of instances in, in the past. Like we've touched a little bit on the training for um, portion. We talked hiring new employees and such. We wanted to kind of focus on that um, in particular because it's something we focused on internally. Um, and we've seen some dividends uh, from that. And so we kind of wanted to share that and also kind of maybe some ways you guys can potentially expand on your end. So that's kind of what we're talking here, Joe. What are your thoughts? Yes. Yeah, so, um, it's interesting, you know, at first you just have to postulate, like, why is good customer support good general? Um, if you're a, a transactional business, you go in, you do the work, you get paid, and you bail. Hey, your customer support. If you're in an area that has um, not a lot of resources for what you do, there's not a lot of choices, and what's your motivation for customer support? So you could play that game, like why is it important? But at the end of the day, I think it says something about the integrity of your company and what you're really seeking to do. If, are you straight up profit motive? Yeah, then a transaction business in a, in a hard to, to service market at unreasonable prices without caring much about what your customer, I mean, maybe that'll work line your pockets. Not something I'm interested in. Not something I see most business owners interested in. Not something I see most cleaning business owners interested in. Um, there's some level of service here. That's why it's a service business. We want to provide a service to others. Um, that's how we part of, partly get fulfillment. This is goes back again. I've said a million times, Simon Sinek, start with why. It's a great to read to understand what your company is really all about because that permeates through your culture through your hiring practices it really sets the foundation for you know, why you guys do what you do and so if you do that 
and you're about service, then customer support should be first. Like you should care about it the most. Uh, and we, you know, they're in the sad is our business is saw sir you're in a little bit of technical difficulties here joe there's a little bit of latency issues here i think hello I, i think we got you back okay okay Got it. Yeah, I'll turn my camera off on one of these guys. There we go. Sorry about that. So, Adam, you want to pick it up, making sure that we're uh, we're good. Yeah. So, I think the the main point that um, Joe's trying to make here is just that you know the uh, I'll use culture, even though this is really kind of starting with you and why you made a business. Um, if you're looking to provide a service, you know, that is a big portion of it. It's not just because you want to collect the paycheck from that person. It's because you're trying to solve a problem for that individual client. And if you start from that, um, the empathy from that is also going to sort of lead you down that path of wanting um, high level customer support. Is that kind of the path you were going on? Absolutely. And then, you know, transition to that. How, what's that ultimately the benefit for the business? If you, you know, remove any altruistic, benefit you get for yourself. Okay. Benefit fine, but that doesn't make a business, right? So how are we going to turn that into a business? Um, how are we going to make sure that we're generating profit? Well, one really good way you've heard us talk a million times is repeat business. If you work hard to build the trust, if you're a company that cares about the employee and the culture and the client, when you get into the home, it's much easier to get back in the home later. Um, it's costs much less, but although you should be marketing, you should be spending some money on that on a consistent client retention program. Um, but once you've already established that relationship, those jobs become more profitable. And so having good customer support is an experience that your client is likely wanting to repeat. It's also less stressful for the employees. They're not dealing with super mad clients all the time. You know, we, we do certain things that make the phone melt. We change a button color, makes the phone melt. So we've got to be cautious about what that does to our support staff. And so we look at things like making sure they're prepped when we do big things like maybe the price change, right, that, that we just did. And so just things like that, right, keeping the communication pipeline open, establishing wanting to have good customer support benefits the clients, the business, and the employees that are working on providing that customer support. And at the end of the day, if that all puts together a nice little package, you end up with more referrals, which ends up with more lead generation. And so the whole thing cycles around again, and you eventually find that your best lead source is going to be word of mouth if you're doing it right. And I've seen companies shut down their lead acquisition marketing because word of mouth was enough for them to grow with. So that's it. And the other really, you know, major factor where you're going to get a lot of your leads coming from is from reviews, right? A lot of them are going to be looking at you online, a lot of, a lot of your competitors, and what are they going to do to compare them? Okay, well, this person has got 500 reviews, averaging, yep, you know, 4.7. Yep. yep. Then the score. Then what, exactly. 
And so if, if you know, if your, if your competition has got 10 reviews and you've got 400 up at the top, you know, then you get the first pass. Most likely. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the best things about, you know, high level customer support is uh, there was actually a podcast. I very distinctly remember Michael. I'm talking about this. Um, the thing that people are going to leave reviews for the most, like what they kind of view as like value and things like that is how you made them feel. It's not necessarily about the service you provided. Like maybe you're, you maybe you just did an amazing job with those carpets. And obviously that's, you know, beneficial because they paid for that. Right. But if you made them feel like amazing and that, that they mattered, that they were the only client that you had that day, that, that, that everything that you did in that day was about them and them only, that's the kind of stuff that's just going to, you know, a, have them leave a review, B, make them a customer for life. Um, and it all kind of ties into this customer kind of service oriented view, right? Well, Rather and, than just trying to focus on a paycheck. And what's really stupid about the whole thing is the bar is so low. All you have to do is meet expectations, right? Show up on time, answer your phone, do what you say you're going to do, follow up, have a clean and presentable equipment, be clean and presentable yourself, be knowledgeable, have a current, uh, a good client retention strategy, um, and make sure that when problems arise, you do your best to address them. Done. You do that. And that's basic. You become an all-star because service businesses don't do that list. They just don't. And so you just got to do that list as a bare minimum. Booties and magnets are in addition, right? Now you're like, and yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And making sure that you are their um, expert, that you are knowledgeable and that you're solving their problems and that they don't have to worry about a damn thing. You got it under control and give them an amazing experience. So you do the first part first and you're already an all-star. You do that second part, which isn't really too much more, and you're a rock star. Yeah, that whole making yourself the the expert, things are going to make your life a lot easier on that front. Make sure you're documenting things, whether you're using a CRM, whether you're even if you're just using pen and paper or a journal or a diary or something. There are probably a few select of you um, who have amazing memories. Um, I wish that I could say that I was one of those. I'm not. Um, but, you know, making sure that you're noticing all those small details about the client, what's in their house, so forth. And so then every time you come back, because they're going to want you back, Every time you come back, you know, you blow them away with what knowledge you have. That's what Joe said about that, that level of expertise of their house. Like, listen, I know your carpets. I know when they need to be cleaned, when they need to be replaced. I know the exact style of rugs you have, the best cleaning process. I know your upholstery. I'll recommend you when you, maybe you need to do this and you need to do that. I'm never going to hard sell you on something. You know, all of that kind of falls into that. And it's not necessarily, you know, a super easy line to cross, but it's, it, it's right there. Well, so. and, and again, being your expert too, is it Olefin? Is it wool? Is it, you know, and how do you treat each of those differently? Like we had, I crossed paths with someone and I don't want to go too much details because it'll be easy to pick them out. But, uh, but um, you know, part of what they did was a lawn care business and they didn't know anything about plants. Like they didn't know like different types of perennials or annuals or like, cause I was like, Hey, I, Hey, I have a question. Cause my wife and I were doing some stuff and we're big gardeners. Right. But as far as the other stuff goes, like, I don't know nothing about plants that don't do anything for you. If they don't grow fruit. If they don't provide medicines <laughs> or fruit, it's like, I could, I could care less, but, but I had a question about it. Right. And so I, I hit them up and they're like, I don't know. I really don't know much about plants. I'm like, and you're wondering why you're struggling 
because you're not the expert. Like you're the, the Mrs. Jones can be pissed off because you didn't understand the difference between a weed and what she was trying to grow. And you ripped out her freaking mint, you know, and it's like, what? So, um, you know, be an expert in what you do in your craft and, and make sure the people that are doing that then have that kind of detailed knowledge. So, yeah, again, I think that kind of ties into, Sorry, Joe. That's okay. I think it kind of ties in one of the other points I was going to make because um, a lot of these situations we're talking about you, right? Or you know, one of the one of the technicians or sales managers or whatever out in the field. Um, but you know, once you start having employees, um, you know, the situation becomes a little bit more complicated, right? Because it's not just you that you're in control of. You're now having to, you know, make sure you have a culture and a training process is going to make sure that that is part of every one of your employees model, too. And um, Joe talks about, too, that not, the employees are never going to care quite as much about the business as you do, but you can get them close. Right. You can you can show that you care about their growth as a person and, you know, that you actually value them as, as a person, not just as an employee in a way for you to earn, earn money. Right. And so if you get to that point where they care 85, 90 percent and they're following those lists of expectations you have. Have, then you've won. And a big part of that, and this goes for both you when as you learn your journey, right? Because a lot of you guys might have, you know, some background information, but when you first start, there's probably going to be a few circumstances you're not going to know the best way to handle that stain or or that circumstance. But whether it's you with that situation or your employee, I'm still learning. Make I'm still learning. exactly. <laughs> but just making sure that you have a culture that, you know allows for both yourself to kind of step back and be like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. But also make sure you have a culture for that for your employees. Because if you have a situation where you feel like if you make your employees feel like they're close to getting fired or that they just feel stupid if they ask a question, that's not going to get them to the growth point where you want them. And there might be the case. Right. Right. There might be a case where, yeah, this employee's not working out because it's a consistent thing, but you're going to know that from other issues that they're, they're arising, right? It's not going to be just, you know, stopping them dead with that. And so that's something I learned a lot when I was growing up was that's how my grandpa trained me at everything. He was a carpenter, big, big time thing for him. And he would show me things. I'd be like, yeah, sure. No, I totally know. I, I didn't. I was a 12-year-old kid. I was just, you know, wanting to get it, wanted to get through the, the whole training thing here, grandpa. Um, but then he'd force me to do it right then and he'd ask me questions and that he would be very thoughtful and like make sure that I was actually, you know, asking the right questions because you don't pick things up right away. You can get close, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, we take very seriously here at Service Monster Software as a service. We take that service part very, very seriously. And so one of the big things that I always said was that, you know, I come from a call center background and my technology background again, before my chemistry background and so on and so forth. But, um, um, yeah, for, for a while there, I was developing software and technology to help call centers, whether they're financial call centers or, or support call centers. And, and, um, I always knew that I wanted service monster to have amazing support and that's better done with a small ninja team who, you know, have a really good understanding and work well together than it is through a bunch of people who read scripts all day long, all day long, like empowering those people and recognizing those people and giving them the tools they need to be knowledgeable and make decisions. Um, and, and that, that was going to be a very strong part of service monster against software as a service. We're selling the software, but we're about the service and our competitors just don't seem to buy into this. 
like they are cutting off call center support faster than anything I've seen. Like, I don't even know. I think you can buy from our competitors. You might be able to buy call center support at this point through either a high level subscription or as, as an additional add on. But we're one of the only CRMs left that are providing call center support. And it's not cheap for sure. Right. But at the same time, like it's worth it because you guys aren't technicians. A lot of times you're not, you know, execs. Right. And I always have that saying from tech to exec. That's a journey that most people have to go on. Uh, you start off owning the business as a tech 99% of the time. And so, um, yeah, you don't want to be a tech and an exec and a technical expert and a marketing guru. Like you want to run a cleaning business. You have to know a little bit about all that. And if, you know, you're excited by learning new things and turns into an unhealthy obsession like me, then, you, you know, then you've got some benefit. But that's an unfair advantage I have. Most people don't care enough about every single aspect to spend hundreds of hundreds of hours understanding it. Um, and you shouldn't be and you shouldn't be forced to. You're trying to run a very simple business at the end of the day. And so getting people to help and getting culture built in and finding outside sources and, you know, all that stuff is good, but you got to have some fundamental understanding of it. Um, but customer support's different, right? At your core, you've got to have good, uh, a good drive for good customer support because whatever your flavor of customer support or customer attitude is, that is going to permeate the culture of the company. If you're behind closed doors bitching about your clients, then eventually your support team will be bitching the clients to their face in some way, shape or form. So I've just seen it over and over and over again. It's amazing how much the DNA of the company takes on that of the ownership. Absolutely. And I think to a really important point that you kind of um, made there is the metrics that you focus on are going to shape also the level of support you have. I won't go into full details and Joe, you can yell at me at some point here. Um, but if I don't know if any of you guys have ever worked at a call center, I have. I did tech support for Cox Communications. It was the worst job I pretty much ever had. Call uh, brutal. For, it's all about it the was, how fast you can get off the all phone. All about the numbers. All yep. about the numbers. It, what the hold time was, um, you know, how fast the call was. You had maybe 45 seconds to wrap that call up. Didn't matter wrap what the issue afterwards. was. Yeah, you time in the queue, all of that. That's all they cared about. Um, and, you know, at Service Monster, we have kind of different metrics that we care about. And the big one is, you know, did Turn. we solve the problem? That's right. <laughs> did, did, are they mad at us? And, and did we make it nice for them when they hung up the phone? And did we fix their problem? And sometimes, and this is what's really challenging, because the flow charts don't work for this, and this is what most call centers do. Is the agent adept enough and authoritative enough to understand not the problem you're asking, but the problem you're having? Yep. Because sometimes that's radically different. You come in frustrated and you ask a question and that question, the answer to that question is not going to solve your problem. That, that path that you are going down isn't the solution, right? You're heading in the wrong direction. And so most people will just take the client's lead and let the client dictate. And then I answered your question, ma'am. And then poof, right? Our agents won't do that. They'll be like, wait, wait, what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal here? 
Oh, well, you know what? Let's go into this whole other area of the application that you may not know about and show you step by. So they took control. They are leading the conversation, but ultimately they understood what the client was trying to get done and they're helping them get the problem solved. Right. And so that's high level customer support when you can do that. And the client hangs up the phone with a big ass smile on their face and turns a frustrated call into a five star rating. That's badass. That's customer support. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, when you're when someone's new, you know, especially if you like, let's say you're the only, you know, office sales manager or whatever, and you're the one fielding calls. Maybe you know, carpet cleaning is not your background. So when a customer asks, you know, how do I hand can you guys handle this wool rug? You might have some basic kind of you know outline for how to them for them how to respond, right? And they'll learn that over time as as, as, as you coach them. The important thing is exactly like Joe said, um, get the basics in, see what they have the problem of, and then be like, listen, I'm going to get you to Joe, and he is a rug fanatic, and he's going to run through all of these things, and we're going to make sure that your rug from your grandma from 25 years ago is handled with the utmost, utmost care. And by the way, it sounds like you're a little bit worried about staining. Well, let's throw a protectant on there, you know, kind of things like that that will kind of evolve over time because, like you said, you're listening to what the real problem is. That's right. And that's that's it is coachable, and it's not at the same time. You want to find people who have that level of insight and empathy um, for sure for positions like that, um, but it's definitely coachable. Yeah, absolutely. I think the end result too, because um, a lot of a lot of you guys listening out there, guys and gals, I don't want to be um, uh, the listening out there, are probably like, okay, well, what's like the real end goal of all of this? You know, for whatever, maybe we just want to focus on the review portion. We, you know, very recently kind of focused on the fact that, like, listen, our support team gets comments all the time about how great they are. I, the we know how great they are. Like, I, I work with them all the time, right? I started on the, on the onboarding side, right? So I worked very hand in hand with the support team. They, they trained me, Jamie, Brenda, there were a lot of times I'd be like, Jamie, <laughs> you know, and those guys, they would help me through it. And they, they were a big part of the training process, which is also, by the way, why you want longevity in, you know, your arcane company knowledge. because the arcane knowledge of those senior, you know, level employees is going to pay dividends um, down the end. Down, but anyways, um, on the review side, you know, we started kind of leveraging that a little bit. And like, listen, you know, if you guys would leave a review about how great we are, like we'd super appreciate that. And you know how happy it makes the support staff when we do that, how big of a boost it is. And also, by the way, we're gaining reviews and yeah. they're honest. It's but, slow, but we're gaining and we only just started, but it's working. We're getting more regular reviews now than we ever have simply by asking at the end of the call and sending them an email exactly and that's cool. something you guys can do very easily you can use you know something automated you can use a report reminder system drip campaign you can do it right there yeah so anyways that's kind of what i had joe is there anything else you want to touch on no i think that's uh that's good that's nice and tidy well let's jump into some service sponsor news then um, so two things on the desktop side, we had a release last week, uh, 660, and a lot of it was kind of some backend stuff, um, for the uh, price change that the Joe just mentioned there. Um, but also there's another cool thing we got to, we, as we're working on the UI for a lot of these changes, we, there was a, a project, one of the devs and I had started a few months back and it was just sort of to modernize the app and kind of give it a nice, fresh, clean look. And it was just to round out some of the buttons, change some of the styling on the UI and those buttons. And it ended up coming out really nice. We've heard nothing but positive feedback, which 
is a really great feeling because like Joe mentioned, a lot of times we make small changes like this that aren't quite so small. Like we, you know, a button turns red or something like that. The support lines blow up and we never, we always want to be cautious of that. Right. But so far all we've heard is positive things and that's great to hear. Um, but that came out last week. And we have another release that's coming out next week. Um, and we're going to showcase a couple things with Mary here. Um, so you guys are going to see a couple of the new UI changes. Uh, the first one is you guys have a brand new subscription page. And it's going to give some things that haven't been there. And also kind of just more power your guys' fingertips to modify and edit your guys' subscription and so forth. So Mary, why don't you take it off? Yeah, totally. So here I'm just on, you know, our homepage. We can appreciate these beautiful rounded buttons right here at the top. Um, but on, on the left-hand side near the bottom, right underneath settings, we have our subscriptions option. So if we click on this, that will take us to... And of course now sometimes it wants to take its time. Sometimes the test environment has to spin up because no one's been in it. <laughs> There we go. Uh, so here I can see my subscription page. So I can see my current oops, <laughs> subscription up here at the top. I can modify it by clicking on the modify subscription button. In the details section here, this is where you can basically see, you know, your current plan, when it started, what your uh, billing option is, when you're next going to be billed. Here you can also see your primary payment card and you can update it right by right here all you have to do is click update and you can enter in all that information yourself and you can also set up uh, to send a reminder emails to you about your upcoming charges so if you have your billing plan set to the annual plan so you know you're billed yearly uh, you will get a 30-day reminder coming up to that to remind you hey that this is going to happen you know so if you need to make any changes to your subscription or card information you can do that ahead of time and then you'll also get a reminder five days in advance no matter what type of billing plan that you have monthly or annual, you'll get that reminder five days ahead of time. And then you'll also receive a confirmation essentially email once the payment has gone through. So you'll be able to set up the email that those go to in here. Again, all you have to do is click update and type that in. Um, or you can also uncheck this if you don't want to be receiving those emails at any point. In the add-on section here, this is where you'll be able to see information about your user licenses and how many that you have if you are um, deciding to purchase extra ones along with your subscription. And you can also view your billing history here. So this will store the last 18 months information of your billing. So you can always go back in and check on that if you ever need that for you know tax purposes or for your own records. So that is our subscription page here. Was there anything I missed, Adam or Joe? <laughs> No, that's definitely the, the the one thing on the email side is that we'll have an email address by default. It's going to pull your guys's primary, uh, the first email we have uh, as far as your admin level email will be in there by default. You guys can edit that you know as needed, and obviously only admin users will be able to see the screen. So that's kind of just a big thing to point out. The other cool thing is the previous subscription page had a feature that wasn't heavily used, um, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose that functionality for those who who did use it. And we also kind of wanted to beef it up a little bit. We took it to the gym, you know, um, kind of do a little bit of impress there. So why don't you just show the uh, customization panel? Yeah, I think this is so cool. So if you click on customization here, uh, you can customize what your page is going to look like, basically, or what Service Monster is going to look like for you. So here you can choose uh, what 
menus essentially that you'll have access to right from the left hand side here so say if you're never for some reason looking at your reports uh, you can uncheck this and that way it's not going to be showing up there on the side and you can also shuffle things around so if you're like hey my schedule is my number one thing that's all that matters i can drag and drop this to the top of my list so that's going to appear as the first thing right up there uh this is just a super cool customization <laughs> option i'm really excited about this yeah yeah, and you'll note that the homepage, the schedule, um, accounts and orders, all of those sections are locked. We didn't want to run into a situation where someone accidentally hid one of those. Those are sort of the core functionality, no matter what. Um, just didn't want to have anything like that. But if you do make a mistake of that, you can also just reset it um, back to, to start and you can kind of start all over. So one of those things that overall is a minor feature, but I hope that the, those of you guys who use it um, find some value there. So. Next on the mobile front, 1.4 is finally about to be released. We've talked about it the last couple of podcasts. Um, you guys have already heard, um, you know, if you want to hear more in depth, listen to our previous podcast, but it has a new dashboard view. Uh, tons of notes improvements on there. Uh, the, the menu bar, so like on the accounts, the order screen, the appointment screen, that bar that has your primary um, kind of processes, like I want to send an email, I want to make a payment, I want to see my history, all of those, right? Those are now editable, so you can select what is visible visible on there and what order they're in, right? So that and that the looks same similar thing to the dialogue that we just saw. It's similar, yeah. It's not quite the same because we're we're using the it's mobile interface rather than sure. desktop. But yes, it is. It is but similar. the general functionality, because I know we went a couple rounds of what type of functionality we were going to have. Yeah, we had to go that route. Um, Joe was actually the one who saved the day on that one because the route we initially wanted to use, um, I don't remember exactly why it was breaking. There was a long there was some crash, portion of, which most people are right. going to be able to see. And then we had to do an edit anyways in order to bring it back if they wanted to bring back buttons. And so it was just kind of weird uh, for our non-app savvy users. So instead, we just said, since we need a dialogue, let's make one dialogue to rule them all. And that's where you can turn it on or off and change the arrangement. And now you can yep. customize your uh, toolbar at the top there. We've had several requests for that, which I was surprised by the ingenuity of the users there. Um, and the, yeah, so there you go. Ethan did a great job. It's important to note too on both of those, these are user settings. So, you know, if you've got Bob and Joe both logging in, they're both admin users and Joe wants to see six of them and Bob wants to see all of them, that's totally okay. They're going to save to whatever you, the user logged in, they're your settings, right? So um, the other cool one, which we mentioned before, I believe it was Paul. I wish I had that pulled up now. I think it was Paul um, asked about the show route feature on Google Maps and we got that added to mobile as well. So... Does that still require um, the long press or did you guys do a tap? Um, I actually, you know, I have to go in and double check. I think it's the tap because Rob we had a, uh, yeah. So, but um, well, now I have to go double check. <laughs> we, we talked about this about two weeks ago. Then Ethan yes. was out for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't remember. So I'm asking you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's what we've got coming up on mobile. Uh, we'll probably, the staged rollouts um, will probably start next week at some point and then uh, full release it probably end of the week or early the following. So, um, yeah. As far as Smug goes, we got a post from Paul that I wanted to put in here. Just It's kind of what I touched on earlier. Um, 
like maybe this is too much um you know patting myself on the back but I love that Paul just came into smug the day after our release. I was like, is it just me? Or am I noticing some new fancy buttons and layouts? And there's a bunch of thumbs up. And I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. A lot of the times the feedback that we get on, on the dev front is sort of like, this is what you're missing. 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 Um, and while it's not the, you know, the, we don't, we don't do these changes to pat ourselves on the back and feel great. We want, we do them to make your guys' lives better, right? That's the end goal. And so we know that that came out as a positive, it always just kind of feels good. It also gives me something I can pass to the dev team. Like, hey, you know, nice work, guys. So they're human too, even though sometimes maybe they doesn't seem like it. But uh, <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that it's hard for them to empathize with the very reason why our clients go, oh, what about this? And you're missing this. And I can have is because we um, inspire them to think to that next step. Right, because the power of thought is light speed, and so when you see something, and then you're like, "Oh, I love this," and then start realizing all the different ways you can utilize it, and then start realizing that the system may not be out right now that supports all those amazing true ideas that you came up with, um, and then you're, there's a moment of disappointment. And believe me, I go through this daily. <laughs> I'm disappointed in the human race daily. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just the fact that I like just you know think too much out of out of the uh, out of the systems that are in place and other companies and products and you know I we've, I've done this since Service Monsters Inception so just something you gotta get used to. But what they're really saying from the engineer's point of view, this is my point: the engineer should take away uh, that they like what has that that we have given them so much that it's inspiring them to come up with new things that they want out of the system. So it's hard for them. It's a really good point, Joe. Yeah. I'm going to mention that on Monday's meeting. There you go. It's going to be great. (laughs) Um, The next post came from Nathaniel. Um, Nathaniel's a great guy, actually. He he just made a quick note here for those needing help. Nathan had a very specific web form that he needed built. Um. And so he he got some help from a fellow named Bruno, um, who if you guys are in Spug, you definitely know Bruno. Um, But uh, Nathaniel's like, hey, I just wanted to make a quick note. If those of you who need help with an API integration, Bruno is an absolute genius and really helped me accomplish major tasks. If you need help with (laughs) insert techno babble here, which I love that little (laughs) joke there, um, Bruno can help like a hot knife through butter. So um, it's just one of those things where- for the last three or four years, slowly taking classes and learning technology and building interfaces. And, and it has been a, a pleasure watching him, you know, move into that space. Um, and, and he's right. He understands the uh, Service Monster API very well. Um, and he can definitely help out. Now, I don't know how much goodwill he's willing to give out versus when he should start charging for this um, expertise he has amassed. It's certainly valuable Um, or that he has ambitions to be a a tech guru um, for this type of thing. Right. I think, you know, if he's headed anywhere, he's headed for a development career. So um, although he could be just doing it for fun, right. He could be a a self prescribed uh, unhealthy learner. 
<laughs> so obsessive, unhealthy learner. So, um, so I don't, I'm, I don't know, but I do know that he knows it very well. He's done some very impressive things over the past and I've had a, a lot of fun watching him. Also just, just a great guy to chat with. So. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about that is we've talked about this. It's not, listen, development in general, learning languages, applying them and so forth. It's not for everyone. Um, some people are phenomenal at it. Some people aren't. And, you know, depending on what you want to accomplish from it, it can get really difficult really quickly. Right. But I have seen some of these um, various business owners I've worked with personally. In fact, one of the very first clients I onboarded, um, their background actually was development. Um, and they wanted the big reason why they came to us is because of our API. And so that was a very daunting task for me, just sort of learning that from scratch. Like it was like probably my third or fourth overall training. Um, they were great. They still use us to this day. Um, and the amount of integration that they've been able to build in themselves because of that knowledge is phenomenal. It's, it's actually kind of breathtaking kind of what they do, especially because their particular service, uh, which I don't really want to name, I feel like it'll, um, but their particular service was not necessarily one of our primary that we used. So my point is, if that's something that you guys are interested in, um, you guys and gals, I don't know why I keep saying guys, I just keep, uh, but if you guys and gals are interested in that, um, it's definitely a great skill that can help not only your current business, but also if you have other aspirations and such too. Very cool. All right. What else we got? Otherwise, Joe, up. that that's it. Because uh, I cut a couple of things out just to make sure you could get out in time. So awesome! All right, everybody. Well, until next time. Hey, leave a comment if if you're paying attention or thinking about making some changes that could lead to um, a different way we present content to the people who actually pay attention to us. Um, and we're thinking about doing a live Q and A on Smug once a month. So if you're interested in that, drop us a line. Let us know. Feedback is greatly appreciated. Otherwise, I'm just going to turn the cameras off and we'll get back to work. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time and attention. Till next time, be safe.